0: Hey Sean, how are you buddy?
1: I'm not too bad, thanks for asking. Welcome back. It's been, I feel like it's been a while since I've seen you. You were on vacation. Uh,
0: Maybe three weeks. Uh, No, uh, close to three weeks with my vacation, but uh, it's good to be back for sure. How was Uh, your vacation? It was great, thanks for asking. Um, Alberta is a beautiful place, beautiful mountains, beautiful landscape, beautiful skiing, and nice drinks as well. They have their local whiskey there so i had a taste uh, real satisfying so uh, thank you for the good folks there, really polite people i love you uh <laughs> but feel good it feels good to be back and uh seeing movies in uh, in theaters and whatnot so yeah i will cheers to you? that What's new? Uh,
1: nothing much is new on my end uh t- i was over on the ticketmaster website today hitting that refresh button and i was able to procure two tickets to my chemical romance
0: Yes, good for you thank man you, good Thank you,
1: thank you So September 2nd we'll be seeing MCR live Never seen them before So I feel like I'm making up for those teenage years having never seen them
0: Yeah, I don't know them that much I remember I think they, they, they played something out of the Watchmen movie soundtrack Yeah, <laughs> yeah they so. covered a <laughs> Desolation Row from Dylan Yeah, yeah totally, uh, it's a while back uh, Good for you, good for yeah, you Yeah, so excited about uh, that yeah, Before we jump into current affairs Well I mean this is current affairs But I think we have a little something to say Considering what's happening in the world right now So uh, Yeah
1: well the world is Basically we said Things were dark What Two weeks ago was the last time we recorded Two and a half weeks ago Things are considerably darker now There's, Yeah there was nothing before yeah, no, It's
0: a whole ball ballgame yeah, ball So yeah. things have
1: gotten a lot worse And Before we Can even think about trying to monetize this podcast and hopefully we can get to that soon but instead of giving what money we would hope that you would give to us we would hope that you consider giving that money to the ukrainian red cross there is yes. going to be a link in the description and the way the donations work is you can donate in ukrainian funds into euros or american dollars and ukrainian red cross is one of the one of the best places you can go in terms of humanitarian relief. A lot of the money will be going to the, the cause. So uh, they need it. They, they need it more than your cup of coffee, arguably. So uh, please bear that in mind. That's, uh, that's our little statement
0: yeah they need more than us that's for sure uh it's a tragedy what's been happening uh for the past uh what almost like two weeks now i think today's uh, day 16
1: as we record this
0: yeah more than two weeks so no i mean uh, millions of refugees leaving the country for european countries or even canada or the the americas it's uh, no it's, it's 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 a harsh and crazy time it's it's crazy that it's happening to us in 2022 historians might be uh disagreeing with me but yes donate generously generously to the red cross we'll uh uh, drop the link in the description of the podcast and we'll have that um, link in the
1: description for as long as we need to as well like this will just be a, a going forward thing
0: yeah, and spread the word. I mean, uh, it's encouraging to see all the American and European European companies. I mean, just leaving Russia and uh, just ceasing all operations and all activity there, ceasing importations or exportations. Um, if you're working for a company that has business uh, with Russian customers and uh, Russian partners, I mean, feel free to spare us, uh, share the word, seeing can we, can we maybe consider pulling off if it's a financial. Possibility for us. I mean, I think everybody's having that discussion right now, and um, I think even our employers, Sean and I, had that discussion. So it's, no, it's 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 important. So yeah, uh, for sure, uh, do our best from our side of the world. Yeah, do what uh, we can. It's
1: it's weird. Like last time, especially as the the lawmakers and the politicians that have, they've mentioned, this is the most intense violent situation that has been on Europe since World War II. Yeah, oh definitely but yeah. we're seeing it more or less in real time because of social media like when yeah. something happens Twitter knows about it like within seconds whereas World War II they had to wait for the newspaper and sometimes that news would be a day or two old like we're getting yeah. it almost real time and it's it's almost overwhelming the amount of information that comes out so you talk about like we're looking back on the history but it's it's incredible just seeing how quickly things change
0: yeah yeah. no it's a question of days now not just i mean months years no it's it's uh, it's an information war as much as it is a physical and uh uh destruction dr- destructive war and That's an economic sure. war so, yeah yeah so all like this said, in one we have a yeah. link
1: in the description um please be please be mindful of that for uh for the next a couple of episodes going forward uh
0: Yes. Our, our, our prayers and our best wishes go to the re- Ukrainians yeah. in this harsh period. I mean, we don't know if you have Ukrainian listeners. Maybe. Uh, if you're out there, I mean, we're with you um, as much as possible, as much as we can give, as much yeah. as we can do. We know we have uh, listeners
1: in Germany. And yeah. we know we have... Um, there's a lot of Ukrainians have gone to Germany. So if anyone's listening to this who knows people who have taken on refugees you can let them know that we're thinking of them
0: yes we are yes we are thanks for uh thanks for the kind words sean and uh yeah godspeed for for the rest
1: glory to ukraine
0: yes glory to ukraine so on that note i think we yeah we can raise it we can raise a glass to uh, our good ukrainian friends um so what do you have in front of you for that uh, for this occasion for This
1: occasion, well, we're not drinking for that occasion, but we are, but yeah, for us, and for just for us, <laughs> for just for the purposes of enjoying a, a drink. And yes, we'll make this drink to uh, the people on the line and the people who have already lost their lives. Well, cheers to them. But I'm currently drinking a Jameson Castmates, it's one of the mm-hmm. special editions of, from the, the Jameson line. Uh, a couple I know of episodes well. yeah. ago, I was drinking the limited reserve, if I'm not mistaken. So this one is the like Stout Edition Castmates. So it's really nice in that it has a hint of beer that yes. was put into the barrel. And it gives it this kind of like creamier aftertaste. It
0: has, i remember that yeah. bottle well uh i had it twice i think but i do remember the, the label well it's all black the, the castmate stout mm-hmm. um you i'm trying to recall the taste but please give me your notes that that you're having right now um i'm curious to remember it
1: it's interesting because it still tastes a little like jameson it has a bit more of a burn than the limited Reserve does but it also has a bit of a sweeter aftertaste Mm. Um, it definitely has like a hoppy taste to it that's for sure but it's never too like it doesn't taste like you're having like a Guinness or anything like that but it definitely has like a hoppy taste along with maybe like chocolate
0: Mm.
1: yeah so maybe like a the hoppy chocolate
0: that would be the best way i could describe it yeah it's not surprising with the stout uh, infused <laughs> and the whiskey but it's a great it's a great find i mean it's widely available here in our province in quebec yeah um, and, it's not too expensive and for either. the money it's not for the money the experiment itself is interesting it's not it's really not a bad jameson i yeah. do remember liking this one yeah
1: so that's
0: uh, uh what about you uh yeah I me mean, it's a big evening for me um Listen. So, <laughs> a little context before we jump in. Um, so when I come back, I came back from Alberta. I unfortunately uh, was tested, po- po- tested positive for COVID. So my girlfriend, my parents, my family we have we had COVID, but it's okay. We are all tripled vaccinated, so the symptoms are are limited. Um, but the the past few days, I was just like like battling smaller symptoms. So because of that, I lost like partially my sense of taste and smell so oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> i was just like thinking of the podcast saying like oh jesus i won't be able to taste my scotch as as, as well as i wanted um and i went to saq later just to find something and behold there was the bottle of the scotch i was looking for for so long it was in front of me and i thought i was like well you know what i still buy it because this will encourage me to keep it longer until, like, all um, the symptoms from COVID are gone. And I've been looking for it for so long. If I don't buy it now, maybe I'll, I won't find it later. So, I, I have in front of me the Dalmor 12 Years. This is a really renowned scotch, I think, amount enthusiast. Um, um, it's close to 100 bucks, So, it's on the higher yeah. at the higher end. But it's, for the money, it's supposed to be one of the best scotches... Um in this kind of market and this kind of price range that you can find here. So have you uh, ever I had this before? Never. Uh, never had Delmore before. But everybody I talk to who loves like whiskies like we do, everybody's like it's the one of the best for the buck. If you're if you're looking for an amazing scotch for the money, this is one that you need to buy. So everybody was positive about it. So I'm just like, okay, I'm gonna buy it. And um, I'm ready to taste it for the yeah, first time.
1: I'm excited. I'm wondering if you'll actually be able to get a lot of those okay. <laughs> flavors and notes.
0: <laughs> well, I read a little bit on the box what I'm supposed to smell, but I'll give it a try. Um, let's let's see. You
1: got your like, fancy little sniffing glass right now, too.
0: Yeah. Oh, this is interesting. Yeah, I, I do smell a few things, though. Okay, it's not right. it's not as powerful as expected, but it's normal with my condition. But you know what? You mentioned chocolate. It's yeah. I smell this as well here, man. Oh, Chocolate. Interesting. Chocolate, a little vanilla. So on the sweeter side, and I would say even caramel for scotch, is, it's, it's weird. It's It doesn't smell like a bourbon, but it, it smells like a sweeter scotch. But really rewarding on the nose. Like fruity, not spicy. I would say fruity and, and, and light, but a nice fruit. Like really like a dried uh, a dried grape that you use for wine. Okay. Well, dried under the sun, not yeah. fully dried, but... Okay, let's give it a taste. Yeah. I
1: was just downing it. <laughs>
0: oh, it was a small glass. Yeah. Mm. Oh, this is good. Um, well, yeah, I, I think there's a few things I'm not finding, but, like, the first notes I have, it's... Yeah, it's so great. It's it's That's a sweeter it? scotch. It's not as... It's not peaty uh, at all. I don't, I don't taste it as peaty. It's really rewarding because you have those fresh fruits you have that nice oak um yeah you have that chocolate vanilla caramel feel um with it so it's it's even like if you have like a i don't know like a fruity dessert that's mixing berries and chocolate that's something like this with this scotch um and you have like a yeah like surrounded by the oakiness of the wood it's a fantastic scotchman really uh, really good. I really want to try it now amazing okay I'll keep it I'll keep it longer so you can have a taste but it's it's fantastic love it oh, that sounds great. great like listen guys if you're scotch fans and I know that Sean is uh, maybe even more than myself this is an amazing buy if you have like a nice occasion to try Dalmore if you want to celebrate something you're ready to spend a hundred bucks on a bottle this is this is your guy Dalmore 12 amazing
1: all right fantastic. we have a we have a candidate now. So everyone, mark that down. I know yes, I have. Yes, we do.
0: We do. So, yeah, I'm glad the uh, eventually I'll taste this with you, but they're really happy. And it's a big occasion because I think we have a big movie to discuss and a big show to discuss today. Yeah,
1: <laughs> so we're basically we're limiting it to two topics today because yeah. we have a lot to say about it. And we'll start mm-hmm. off with, I guess, it's the smaller of the two topics, which makes sense. Yes. But the Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer dropped a couple of days ago, right after the Entertainment Weekly cover was revealed.
0: The fight is done. We lost. Stay hidden. The key to hunting Jedi is patience.
1: Jedi cannot help what they are, their compassion leaves a trail. The Jedi Code is like an itch. He cannot help it. Where is he?
0: totally by surprise no like no warning nobody expected it. it is just like it popped oh, on the on the, on the internet
1: and, and then everyone <laughs> i think i think we can safely say this proceeded to lose their minds
0: oh yeah uh i wouldn't well close i wouldn't say cool. i lost my mind but it was a really satisfying t- well, but i feel trailer. like overall
1: Hello. the the reception has been extremely positive
0: yeah, yeah, and memes are already going crazy. Yeah, <laughs> you know which scene I'm talking about, but yes, uh, I saw
1: one uh, earlier today, and it was Hugh McGregor right when he was looking at Luke. So he has like the, yeah. the little goggles in his hand, and it says like breaking news: Hugh McGregor taken to hospital because his back is broken from carrying the entire Star Wars franchise, <laughs>
0: <laughs> and he, he pulls him back afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I yeah, got to no. chuckled out of that. Um, but no, yeah.
1: very, like, the teaser starts off when we have uh, old Ben Kenobi, as he's called in this time. And it kind of looks like he's got a day job. He's taking like the, the company bus in and out of work.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, it's true, true. Well, I mean, it would make sense. I mean, yeah. if for him to make a living on Tatooine, I guess he would need to have a job or something. Yeah, so it, it makes sense. It's, it's fine that he works.
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, based on the photos it looks like he's living in a, a cave so he's living the, the hermit life fully coming back in some food doing some work coming back home and he's talking to someone saying that they lost and a lot of people are speculating as to who this could be some people think it could be Qui-Gon I'm, I do think Qui-Gon will show up in the show but I don't think he's speaking to Qui-Gon at that point
0: yeah I think he's gonna be a voice. I think Liam Neeson will give his voice, but I'm not sure he's gonna combat physically. It would be a stretch. They can do it. I may, uh, like fans will go nuts for this, but yeah. yeah, I'm I'm down that he has that discussion with Qui Gon like through the Force. Um, I would be like a, a bit like they did with Episode Nine when the Jedi were talking to Rey mm-hmm. when she was down. Um, I think something like this would be. Yeah, would I be don't cool. think Kanoa,
1: like I don't think we'll see Liam Neeson purely no. based on what information we have from the clone wars how Mm -hmm. kenobi's essence in the force never really physically materialized because he he didn't have that training but then he took he was able to like burst through and he passed the knowledge on to yoda who in turn passed it on to ben kenobi so yeah i don't think we'll see qui-gon unless it's flashbacks
0: yeah which I, yeah I would say but even flashback it's a stretch because Liam Neeson is not it's I mean I love the guy but he's not as young as he was so I mean oh, Of course not but I mean they have
1: that like deep uh, fake technology
0: Yeah, now. I mean I'm sure they can make him younger but it's it's a slippery slope I mean they they can can on flashbacks but they can't rely too much on flashbacks yeah. and I know they're they're supposed to to be some flashbacks because Aiden Christensen is, has a major role in the series, apart from him under the Vader suit. Yeah, I don't think you get um, Aiden
1: Christensen just to be in the Vader suit to be dubbed by James Earl Jones. Yeah, yeah I, I guess
0: so. I, I would I imagine so.
1: there's going to be significant Clone War era flashbacks.
0: Mm-hmm. No, I can get behind that. Yeah, um, that business on um, Kato NoMoya. Yeah. yeah <laughs> we'll finally see what cool. that was. But we know that we li- we're leaving Tatooine, which is a relief because yes. we've because we've been on that planet for so long. Um, so I think I, I'm I'm forgetting the name of the planet, uh, but Dayu. It's Dayu. So it's reminiscent a bit of like the underground of croissants and Neat it has Blade that Blade Runner, Runner yeah. Blade Runner feel to it with all the commercials. So it's pretty pretty nice. Yeah, I like no, the I, feel, I really the like look the feel of
1: that as well. I was like, oh, very nice. Uh, I like this seer vibe we were going for. I'm like, ah. Oh. Neat, yeah. neat, and, interesting.
0: And nice winks to Jedi Fallen Order because we yeah. have that facility that we saw that we see at the final of the game, uh, the Inquisitor's Fortress, which yeah, is Fortress on Inquisitorious. The wa- yeah, watery planet, I think um, next next to Mustafar.
1: I just wrote an article on this on the screen hub blog. Uh Naru, if I'm not mistaken, is the name of the moon. Yeah, Nerd. so really happy. <laughs>
0: yeah but nice no nice nice swings. I mean that's yeah. totally cool and I wasn't uh, expecting
1: that teaser to be so dark side heavy
0: yeah it's, yeah it's true there's a lot more focus on the inquisitors than even uh, Obi-Wan I yeah. think Obi-Wan has a few scenes but the rest I mean there's a lot of focus on the inquisitors a yeah.
1: lot and I'm sure a lot of people and this is why I wrote the article but people who haven't played Jedi Fallen Order and if you haven't you definitely should and yes. um, Star Wars Rebels they're probably going well. Who are these red-saber lightsaber guys? And a quick like summary, and the nutshell summary that I have here is that they're they're Jedi hunters essentially. They're not full Sith, but they are trained in the Force and with lightsabers. But they're sort of kept in check. Like Vader hasn't he's the big boss, kind of hates them, and he does not give them the full training because he. Mm. wants to keep them on the lower end of the power scale he wants to have full authority over them he doesn't want to be like usurped or anything yeah and that same token he sends the inquisitors out to either hunt and kill survivors from order 66 or to find force sensitive children who are strong enough to potentially join the ranks kind of like how the second sister joined the ranks in Jedi Fallen Order
0: yeah yeah. I I love, I mean, I, I love the look and feel of them, and but what I really hope, and I had those vibes when I was looking at the trailer, and it, I had, I don't know, some sort of, I made a comparison with the um, Christoph Waltz character in The Unglorious Bastards when he was hunting Jews in the first, like, the intro of the movie, mm-hmm. and he's so terrifying in his search, and you have something similar here because you have the 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 voiceover of the grand inquisitor talking and saying like jedi can help themselves like they need to do good i'm not th- th- those are not the exact words but it's but like yeah, an inch the, they can yeah. help it and i'm like layout, this is yeah. this is almost similar as the rat discussion that or the the rat propaganda that uh, the Nazis were using in Ingler's Bastards like to hunt Jews so I'm just okay I really hope they're gonna do something that terrifying and that like horrifying to to hunt and to do propaganda against Jedi yeah. but to I position know this will them as...
1: Disney Plus so we, we're not gonna get like R-rated stuff but yeah. I, as you say I want to be terrified of the Inquisitors There's Yeah a me shot too. in the trailer where it looks like they've hung somebody you just see like the boots hanging in the frame I'm not sure yeah. if they've like physically hung somewhere if they've just used the force and he's like floating in the air. But stuff like that, it, it's chilling.
0: It's chilling and it's, it's perfect. I like the feel because it's, it's hard time. It's the Empire's time. They're looking for Jedi. They're not messing around. They want to draw him out. So yeah. they, and Obi-Wan needs to resist the temptation of intervening. What's I, your I theory really like...
1: on why Kenobi leaves the planet?
0: Is it to protect yeah. himself?
1: Is it to protect Luke? Are they looking for Luke? Are they looking for Ben? Was there another Jedi hiding on the planet? Yeah. What, what do you we think? We
0: can discuss predictions. I think it's a little both. I think it's either because we know the Inquisitors come to Tathween, but yeah. I'm pretty sure it's not because of him. I'm sure he's prudent enough that he doesn't reveal himself.
1: Yeah, I don't think so, we'll say something like Jedi Fallen Order where Cal uses the Force He uses the lightsaber. Accident. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah, I think Obi-Wan is super, like, he's super restrained. He just does his stuff. But I think something else will happen on the planet that draws the, the, the Inquisitors yeah. to him. Maybe it's I, even Luke. Maybe there's something that Luke will do, young Luke, because we see young Luke at, like, 9, 10 years old. Um, and we see Joel Edgerton back as Uncle Owen, which I was really happy <laughs> to find out. I'm like, perfect, he's back. Um, so he has a bigger role. We we see that he actually confronts an Inquisitor. So I'm I'm starting to think, and I, I maybe they're gonna play a little bit with what was discussed on on in Episode Four. But sometimes I'm wondering, is is Obi Wan and Uncle Owen have a pact? Like, they do they have a pact saying? Do they actually are friends, and they he lied to Luke maybe just to protect Obi Wan and protect Luke, or I don't know. I'm just curious to see how their interaction, if they're going to interact at all. I'm very um, curious about
1: that as well. I have a feeling, that partially based off of the comics, but I have a feeling that Ben and Lars do not get along.
0: Yeah, uh, that would be cool as well, but I'm I'm, I'm sure. Because maybe they're gonna play a little bit with the pathos or everything that was said, like word for word in episode four. But I'm sure they're gonna play with it a little bit, maybe. Because we have Obi Wan saying all like, always, like, okay, you're that's what your uncle told you, or that's what your uncle wanted for yeah. you. So I'm just okay, so they know each other, they've been discussing this a lot together. So maybe you're right, they don't like each other. But they had discussions about Luke, so
1: yeah, for sure, like they both have Luke's interest at heart, and I think both of them have different opinions as to how to go about that.
0: Yeah, so maybe they'll do it differently, but they'll still protect Luke in their own, in their own manner. So I'm curious to see about that. But th- yeah, the reason why Obi Wan leaves Tatooine either is to protect Luke because they like the Inquisitors are on Tatooine; they're hunting him. So he's like, okay, I need to leave. I need I need to leave so I can draw them away. Yeah, he probably does
1: something, like Luke loses the force and the Inquisitors are there and old Ben's got to go, here I am, and then chase me.
0: Yeah, I guess, yeah, yeah, that would make sense. Or, yeah, like you said, maybe there's a Jedi who actually reached out to Obi-Wan saying, like, okay, I'm here on on Dayu, I need your help, and Obi-Wan needs to leave. So I think those are, like, one of the two reasons that, that can actually work for Obi-Wan to leave Tatooine but I'm I'm really just glad that he actually leaves that he does something else. Yeah, so be nice, I think that was yeah.
1: Yeah, cause it would be a little frustrating I think after watching Book of Boba Fett to have another show set on Tatooine.
0: <laughs> yeah, and they understood this, I'm sure. Yeah, they're <laughs> so, like
1: we got to get that man off the planet and I've always been very hesitant towards the idea of Kenobi leaving the planet. Cuz before I was always been like okay, he's just going to chill in the desert and watch over him that was long before these tv shows started as the narrative has changed with like rebels and the comics that opinion has naturally shifted
0: i i never had a doubt that he actually at some point left tatooine before between episode three and episode four um because again i'm just curious the discussion that he's gonna have with uncle owen and and beru about luke saying to protect him i'm sure He's, he has confidence in them to do so. So if he has other business to intend to, he'll do it, but for good reason. So yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm for it that he actually leaves. It's and shot, no, the yeah. look. Well, sorry. <laughs> no, sorry. I was just going to say the look and feel of the teaser trailer looked amazing. Uh, they didn't reveal Vader as I, I expected them not to. So it's it's fine. We just hear the breeding, I think, when the title comes yeah. in. Um, But, yeah, I think we had a a debate on this. Uh, I really, really want them to save Vader for the final episode. Like, exactly like the Jedi Fallen Order video game that Vader is actually the last boss you encounter and you don't see him for the rest of the story. And you just, the Inquisitors are the main baddie. But Vader actually, like, Obi-Wan is able to draw Vader out for the last portion of the show. So I'm like, okay, this I want to see. I'm okay with it. They can mess around with flashbacks of Anakin. That's fine, but I wouldn't play. I wouldn't steal the aura of or the the the, the weight of seeing Darth Vader again properly for just and keep it for the, the end of the show. That, that's that's yeah, what would I. I'm I would kind think.
1: of a, the other end of the spectrum. I think we're going to see quite a bit of Vader. Um, not like a lot, a lot per se. Like the show is going to be Kenobi, and I think uh, Reva, who is the third sister. She'll be, like, the main antagonist, I think, of the show. And Hayden coming back as Vader, I would imagine, like, maybe in, like, first or second episode, we'll probably only get, like, five minutes of Vader. And over the course of the episode, we'll probably only have, like, maybe, like, 10% of the episode dedicated to, like, a Vader scene. Gathering information, learning, oh, Kenobi's still alive. What's he doing here? And him sort of, like, trying to piece the puzzles together. And then as we get closer to the the big showdown, there's going to yeah. be events that bring them closer together because Kenobi, mm, I don't know if he knows that Vader is Anakin
0: at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, my feeling is he, he, well, he knows the name. He knows that Anakin is Darth Vader. Does because he know? He, it was, yeah, it was mentioned in episode three. So he he knows. Yeah, where was it? Yoda mentioned so. it to him. No, I don't think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they when he they were watching the hologram, Yoda said to Obi Wan, "Um, he, uh, he, oh, the yeah. boy you trained, gone he is consumed by Darth Vader." So yeah, he knows. Know yeah, the
1: hologram and it says like, "Rise, Lord Vader." Yeah.
0: Yeah, he no, he knows. He knows already. But I'm just. It's just that it's they're playing so much with what was discussed in Episode Four because. When Obi Wan enters the dark, the, the Ben Kenobi turn enters the Death Star, and like Darth Vader senses his presence. You have like, I smell something. It's something I haven't smelled since like a long time. So I'm just, well, since, okay, so now they're playing with the 10 years thing because what, there's 20 years between episode 3 and episode 4? And they're halfway. Yeah, so they're halfway between. And it's funny because Obi Wan still looks. <laughs> pretty young he doesn't have that much gray hair and I'm just okay in 10 years it's gonna be completely gray that,
1: those Tatooine sons man <laughs> they, they do, yeah they I do know on but you. they
0: if I was them I would have made Ewan McGregor a little bit older uh, like because gray, he still him looks a bit more yeah a little like way more hmm? because he still looks pretty young he, honestly it looks maybe like five years after Revenge of the Sith uh, like yeah. the way they made him and Ewan's what so, in his 50s Oh close to. Yeah. yeah. I think late forties, early fifties. Yeah. So I wouldn't I wouldn't like gray him up a little bit more just to make it a little more credible because we're supposed to believe that episode four is ten years after this. So come on guys.
1: Nah. But, and yeah. And for those who That's have nitpicking. seen again this is gonna be nitpicky too, but for those who have seen Star Wars Rebels, the Fifth Brother and the Grand Inquisitor do look jarringly different as to how they are portrayed in the animation.
0: I saw that. Yeah. They they uh, do look different. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and at the end of the day it, it is a nitpick as long as the characters are good. Um, but my first thought was like, "Oh, that he looks different." Huh. I wonder why. And the fifth brother was different enough that I wasn't even sure it was the fifth brother until I read the starwars.com article. I was like, it, "It could be. I mean, the hat looks the same, but the face looks different and uh in the animation he's voiced. I forget the name of the the, ca- the actor he's voiced by um a latino actor whereas it's sung kang from fast and furious who's playing yeah, I read here. That. So i was like oh so we've got um a latin american actor and now we're doing a, a korean american actor i can imagine those mm. voices are going to sound quite different
0: yeah right. i do like the grand inquisitor uh, it looked like robocop where is she like and he's spinning <laughs> like the lightsaber, his, his lightsaber. it's like, interesting yeah, it's that they nice.
1: hired rupert friend to play him because jason isaacs plays him in star wars rebels and jason well,
0: isaac would have been perfect to play this yeah, role i, I mean he already they, did play uh, this
1: role yeah yeah so i'm curious of why they just didn't get jason isaacs i mean I'm I nothing know. against Rupert Friend. Like, uh I'm just very curious as to why they didn't just stick with the continuity and keep, uh, keep things sane
0: so final remarks I think were great teaser definitely yes. great teaser good use of uh, of Fates yeah 100% yeah. that was a great <laughs> way to use it and no I mean Ewan McGregor looks awesome as Obi-Wan again the look and feel of the show is great um it's no it's it's I'm can't I can't wait. It's gonna yeah. be a super show, I'm I'm sure of it. Um they just need to stick the landing in terms of what we saw in episode four. They yeah, can't sure. they need to respect what was written and how Ben was in episode four, not actually what he said, and that everything makes sense according to this. But yeah. if if this is respected, I'm all good. Obi Wan's gonna be mm-hmm. perfect.
1: And the showrunner for the Kenobi show, Deborah Chow. She did two episodes of Mando Season 1, but she's also a McGill University alum.
0: Really? She's yeah. a McGill girl. Nice. Yeah, yeah we went right, to She has Concordia. Montreal in her blood. Exactly. Right, so yeah.
1: we went to Concordia University, and a couple of blocks down the road, downtown, you got McGill University. So the Concordia-McGill rivalry is strong
0: between the two schools the force is strong between us yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah no for sure oh, it's good to know maybe i think you said that, this to me before and i forgot but yeah that's that's really great hey we have a montrealer or a montreal alumni uh, directing yeah, star wars i don't think that's she's great.
1: born here but she just did schooling here yeah, yeah so all right yeah, man it's neat
0: um you know so yep
1: this part from talking about the teaser trailer you and I also, in different occasions, we didn't go together, but we both were able to go see The Batman this week. The Batman. The ba- I'm just going to say it right off the bat. I have had Michael Giacchino's score stuck in my head all week.
0: It was not bad. It was a good score, yeah. honestly. We haven't had uh, a good
1: superhero score, possibly ever. <laughs> and this is the first time I've left the theater just going like, dumb, dumb, dum,
0: dum. dum, dum. dum, dum, yeah, dum just, I've had yeah. it in my head
1: like all week. Uh, first impression but quick uh, reactionary thoughts
0: you want to go first or I go first you go there's first a, there's a lot of, okay well just
1: like your, your quick like knee-jerk like, what do you think of it <laughs> it's like
0: never it, quick with me yeah. um, I liked it it's a great film uh, it's a really good film I, I think you know what it's precisely what I expect expected it to be um, Detective Batman a lot of it and that's perfect I was there for it, for it. and um yeah, it's a film noir. Uh, you know what? Let me pull it, put it this way. Um, Humphrey Bogart film in the 2020s uh, with the Batman costume, that's, that's your movie. Yeah. You, you have a film noir with a femme fatale and a villain you're not too sure about or his attentions and whatnot. Uh, the look and feel of the movie, it's beautifully shot, by the way. I mean, as a film noir, it looks great. Um it's amazing. I mean, I'm not 100% convinced I would say it's the best Batman movie even like since The Dark Knight or that it's better than The Dark Knight, but it's it's I, I would say it's in the top 5 of the m- Batman movie we had. A Batman movies we had, but it's um no, I mean, I I, I told it I I told you so um later l- later during the week, but um I think it's actually the closest uh, uh, movie adaptation of the Arkham Asylum video games, to be honest. In terms of look and feel, Detective Batman, the violence implicated. uh, And that's like a version of Batman we really like to play with. And I think we had something, that's the closest thing we had to it. So overall, I mean, great talent involved, great cinematography, great film. A little long, maybe. I would cut it maybe by 30 minutes but because it's close to three hours but it's a great film loved it uh it's an 8.5 on 10 for me so four stars um if you haven't seen it go see it it's it's worth your while it's a great film love it
1: yeah it is uh, a truly exceptional movie i would say as soon as it was done you mentioned the the arkham games but i've been playing arkham knight all week
0: (laughs) (laughs) because of the film it makes sense man yeah Yeah. it makes sense The, the visual
1: aesthetic like gotham has never looked so good in a movie I love the Chicago meets New York City 1920s vibe mixed with this heavy dose of neon.
0: It depends how you wanted Gotham to look, I guess. Because this movie is pr- generally, I mean, maybe for 95% of it in at night. Yeah. Um, you don't see much of it, but you know that but it's... It has, yeah, yeah, yeah you it
1: has a personality. Like, Gotham feels like a character.
0: It, no, it does. I would I would agree with you. Um, it's a lot of rain, so it's yeah, yeah it's a little Blade, blade Runner-ish. But yes, uh, that's a version of Godden that we definitely saw in uh, the Arkham Knight video games. Yeah, for I sure. would
1: agree. Yeah. 100% there. Uh, in my review, I said that director Matt Reeves was wearing his influences on his sleeve. Notably, the David Fincher films Seven and Zodiac. Seven.
0: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Zodiac, a hundred percent. Yeah, but even um, seven,
1: like this whole like going to the, the crime scene and it's a rainy city and Batman's working with Jim Gordon and both the characters are trying to like figure this thing out and Riddler is uh, John Doe in a way while also being yeah. the Zodiac killer. Like there is a lot of fincherism going on here.
0: Yeah. Which you is not what a to- bad thing. No, there's a lot of uh there's a lot of Fincher and a lot of Commissioner Gordon that I would say. I wouldn't yeah. I didn't expect to see Jeffrey Wright as much as we did. Jeffrey um, Wright
1: did a really good job as Gordon. I oh, yeah. He did. Yeah, he did I was very impressed.
0: Uh, he did. Yeah. I'm I'm really attached to Gary Oldman's um Commissioner Gordon, but he did well, he's not Commissioner here, he's still like a detective, yeah. I think, or a lieutenant. But um to to just to categorize or just like properly discuss this so let's start with the positive what we really liked with the movie and maybe we can end with the like a few things we didn't like as much but uh i'll let you go first like the things that jump at your face saying okay this movie is awesome the first thing that jumped at my face
1: was the cinematography as you mentioned there's not a lot of blockbusters specifically superhero movies that have a distinct color palette i feel like color palettes almost seem to be like a thing of the past for superhero films but this movie has a color palette, and it wears it proudly. A lot of black, a lot black, of orange, orange red, yeah. yellow. And <laughs> it sticks to those guns, the whole thing. And it creates this very unique visual style. Oh, uh, So coupled with the rain, the, the first five minutes of the movie, fantastic. When he's giving his narration, that sounds like something out of a pulpy nineteen fifties. The first
0: five minutes were more around the Riddler because the first five minutes are the Riddler's first killing. But after, say, well, that, after that, yeah, the first you have Batman yeah, you have the Batman narration on Halloween night. That was gold, yeah. pure gold. That and then was he's talking about
1: like yeah, like, uh, they're afraid of the shadows, but I am the shadow.
0: I am and the shadow. And then shadows, you have like
1: yeah. the, 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 the guy who just robbed the. The corner store and he goes outside and he looks down the alleyway and he just goes like nope yeah. the guys uh, the cuts to the guys doing graffiti and they look up they see the bat signal and he just drops the canister and he looks over he sees the door and it's just like yeah n- nope Mm-mm. and they, they they're the sense of fear in those opening minutes by the way yeah. are we doing spoilers
0: well it's been what a week it's been more than a week since the movie is out i guess so yeah okay so spoiler yeah i guess spoiler alert at this at this this time so yes go ahead okay so yeah we can talk a little openly
1: because i was i realized i'm like i'm talking about details here but yeah those though that segment alone i was like oh yeah uh with the the voiceover narration it, it reminded me a lot of 1950s film noir like, I was just waiting to hear uh, Humphrey Bogart, as you mentioned, go like, and then she walked into my office, something along those yeah. lines, like Sam. It's State. a dark,
0: it's a dark town. Yeah. And she walked in my office with yeah. her heels. And yeah, <laughs> exactly. Of all, of all the
1: detective agencies in all the city, she walked my She chose my, it, <laughs> she
0: goes mine tonight. Yes,
1: it, it very much felt like that. Um... Jeffrey, as, it's as it's supposed to. to as it's yeah. supposed it's a, to. I this mean, this is a neo-noir thriller. Yeah, hundred like percent more than a superhero movie. Yeah. Um, in terms of performances, Jeffrey Wright killed it. Zoe Kravitz yes. killed it. Um, the, uh, remember how I predicted a couple of episodes back? This was going to be a Batman movie, and it wasn't going to be a Bruce Wayne movie. Oh percent. That turned out yeah. to be very much true. I very would say true. Yeah. Pattinson's probably in the bat suit for ninety percent of his screen time.
0: Oh, for sure. At, at least, least 90%. Yeah. But you know what? It makes sense. They didn't – how can I say this? They didn't tell it through the script, but we can understand pretty much what's going on there. It's that – it's been, what, two years since Bruce Wayne became yeah. Batman? That's what they said. Okay, so he's young. He's a little immature. He doesn't exactly know what the Batman stands for. He knows – Exactly. The first thing he says is like, okay, I'm vengeance. Okay, he's angry. He wants vengeance against the criminals. He's ready to fight. He's brutal yeah. when he's fighting. So And, and, he, takes so, hits, and he, he takes a lot of hits. Yeah, and he takes a lot of hits. He's younger. He has fighter. more energy. Yeah. So that's what they're trying to say to us, like, not directly, but is that Bruce Wayne is not yet Bruce Wayne because he hasn't found fi- he, – he didn't see yet the potential in being him. He's like, no – I'm living through the Batman. I'm a, yeah. I'm a night creature. I wear sunglasses in the sunlight when I'm I'm going up. I don't want to meet with the people in daylight, except for maybe on rare occasions. So Bruce Wayne is Batman. He doesn't have yeah. like a distinct personality when he's when he's off the mask. He's only living through Batman because that's only the the only thing he's thinking about. So that's that's telling us he's not as mature as the way we've seen in other films he's unsure of himself he's not as bright he fails a lot in this film that's something we're gonna um we're gonna discuss but basically if you remove batman from the equation of the whole film riddler still wins yeah. <laughs> like riddler riddler wins no matter what and batman still arrives it, it always arrives too late to the scene everybody's dies He's trying to clean up the mess, but he fails.
1: Yeah, it was a surprisingly pessimistic movie.
0: Yeah. He fails. Like, basically, Batman is not that good at his job in this film. He yeah. arrives too late, he, he, and he caught the the Riddler, but he Riddler still, like, his plan still succeeds. Yeah, so, more or less. Like, he didn't end up more or less, but killing yes, the yeah.
1: mayor, but he still caused panic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we were but end of, note, what? but sorry, no,
0: end note is, I totally agree with you, that you don't see Bruce Wayne that much because he doesn't he doesn't respect himself as Bruce Wayne. He 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 identifies defa- def- um, identify himself as Batman. Nothing. Yes,
1: yeah, that's exactly yeah. what I was gonna say. I've always thought as the billionaire playboy Bruce Wayne as the alter ego. The like, mask. Ba- yeah. Yeah, whereas like the mask Batman, that's that's the real Bruce Wayne, and then the, the public, with a buying of hotels and walking into places with, like, two models on his side. With three girls, yeah, Yeah, yeah. (laughs) like the Dark Knight. That's the mask. Yeah, that's the mask. But he hasn't come up with that alter ego yet because he's so invested in vengeance and violence and darkness. He hasn't had time to create the, the persona for the public yet. And he's become so, like, warped. And Pattinson and Reeves have talked about how this version of Batman is heavily inspired by Kurt Cobain which explains the use of Nirvana in the soundtrack he's a
0: recluse and yeah Yeah,
1: and they um, and Michael Corleone from the first two Godfather films
0: true yeah he's a recluse he's dark he's not that optimistic he's He's always he's quiet yeah he's quiet really quiet really quiet quiet, he he looks he listens a lot he looks a lot like around the room and I I still liked it around like about him I think that Batman is, is most efficient when he's silent yeah so i quite
1: liked when thankfully a lot of the movie he was masked and because whenever he takes the mask off i guess we're more used to mask off bruce wayne time but it was mask off and it was still batman time and Mm. for those reasons i did find the scenes where he was unmasked to be less interesting because there was no conflict with the character it was just like i am batman i am batman there is no like I have to change myself for the sake of others and myself. It was just yeah, like, it's a it's now a I'm funny just thing. Go talk to Alfred.
0: It's a funny thing because in the earlier Batman movies, I would include both Christian Bale and Ben Affleck. I really enjoyed the Bruce Wayne scenes because yeah. they play it with such charms, and they they have a handle and they understand what they're supposed to do as Bruce Wayne so they're so enjoyable like just watching them trying to yeah, interact with They understand
1: with a public opinion matters. Exactly,
0: yeah they're they're mature enough to understand that but yeah. here Pattinson doesn't understand that he's still too young, maybe he's our age or close to, he's 30 late 20s His parents 30. died
1: 20 years ago so we'll ballpark it at maybe late 20s
0: yeah maybe late 20s so yeah. he's like close to our age Uh, so he's like a young adult um and yeah, no, totally. I i digged I i, I understood. People are, are bragging about it and saying that oh that's not Batman, that's not Bruce Wayne, but like what it's supposed to. He's not there yet. He doesn't yeah. get it. And there's a message or a morale at the end of the movie that wrapped things up. Yeah. Hope. He started the movie as vengeance, but he understood and people are actually looking at him for hope. He's saying, yeah. No, you're not just vengeance. Especially when there was, what, he was rescuing people from the flood. And, like, there was this woman grabbing his arm. Yeah, it brings a flare. But even, I think, the stronger visual is that there was, I think, a wounded woman or kid. the uh, the car. Or, like, grabbing his arm. And just, like, no, no, stay with me. And he's just looking and he's just, okay, I understand. Like, I, I know what you want me to be. I'm not this yet, but I can be. It's not just a vengeance, but a beacon of hope. Like, yeah. I'm not... I can be what Superman is. I was yeah, just about to say
1: the quote yeah. from uh, Man of Steel, an ideal to strive towards. Yeah, same exactly. Man of Steel. Yeah. So we know this franchise as it's going to be... Matt Reeves wants it to be a trilogy. And we will see the evolution of this character throughout the, the subsequent movies. So probably by the end of the third movie, we'll get probably something similar to the batman that's probably a, a mishmash between the kevin conroy batman from the arkham games and the christian bale bruce wayne yeah potentially
0: that's a great that's a good challenge or a good like uh i wouldn't say a fuck you to like the christian the christopher nolan trilogy because christopher nolan trilogies it, it like is telling us well like when bruce wayne was ready to be batman he also was ready to be the proper bruce Wayne. But Matt Reeves is telling us, no, he he's on a journey of maturity to that end. But he's mm-hmm. not there yet when he's starting to be Batman. He's not, he's not all-powerful. He doesn't know what he's doing when he's starting. So, it's yeah, it's, I think it, it, he's leaving this to the audience to see which version do you prefer. Do you prefer a Batman who's unsure of himself, who's younger, not mature enough to understand what he's supposed to do? or a fully grown batman a man already who understand the power he has as bruce Wayne as well as 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 under the mask uh, like through uh, christian bell movies um so yeah it's a really conflicting vision vision it's really not the same yeah it's it's interesting
1: yeah it was like i walked out the movie and i was just like wow i'm thoroughly impressed great soundtrack Great casts, great themes, great visuals.
0: Yeah, great cast. We yeah. can jump on this as well, but the other characters apart from Pattinson. Um, Zoe Kravitz was great yeah. as Catwoman. I really enjoyed her Catwoman. Yeah, arguably, um, a,
1: Pattinson's character arc is downplayed by Selena Kyle's character arc.
0: Yeah. 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 They have yeah. a lot of things to get, and I can totally understand why he's hitting on her right away he has that like that i don't know he's he's brought toward her like naturally and i see so many similarities between the character of Celia kyle and bruce wayne and it makes sense and the fact that they're pinning her not as a villain at first just as a good person first but with other means to achieve her end and i think that's the true heart of the ca- the catwoman character it's like she's a good person but she has other She's ready to go the extra mile that Batman is not ready to do. Mm-hmm. Like, like or re- she has not ready to use. Yeah.
1: No qualms about bending the law or breaking the law to suit her own agenda because it'll make <coughs> her life better. It's not yeah. to say that she has sinister motives, but considering, like, the apartment she lives in and the, the, her job that she has. She does want to look out for herself in a world that's not taking care of her.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. true. And, she's and like
1: I said, she's a cat thief, essentially. And she's got no problems stealing from rich people.
0: Yeah. And that makes sense. That, that, that work, from her background, we can understand why she's doing it. I don't want to reveal too much. I know it was a spoiler review, but the rest... I won't mention Um, Colin Farrell, man. We don't see that much of him as, but he's only
1: in a few scenes overall. A few
0: scenes, but his interpretation of the Penguin is dead on. I was like, okay, that's a lot of De Niro. A lot of yes, a lot of De Niro. But De Niro would have been a perfect Penguin, but they never got to to that. But he, I mean, Penguin is supposed to be that. He's a Mm -hmm. like uh, just a a big (laughs) gangster. He's a mobster he's that's what he is. Um we had a different something really different with Batman returns, but that's another discussion, but I thought that Colin Farrell really nailed the character. Yeah. I think and that that's the, the penguin uh, we were used to in the comics.
1: And we're going to have that HBO Max TV series Penguin with Colin Farrell. Yeah. So yeah. where he is at the end of the movie staring off to Gotham. That's actually To Gotham the is saying seeing potential. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's the precursor yeah. for the show that's going to be penguins rise to power and that, that there's something of a power vacuum inside yeah. Gotham City. And I'm down for that. We'll yeah. see Penguin ascending. Um, what did you think about Andy Circus as Alfred?
0: We don't see that much of him. No. Uh, but maybe, you know what? It's funny because I think that this marks the point maybe we can jump in the things that we didn't like that much or maybe we're not as great as we anticipated. But... Andy Serkis is a great actor, um, He, but I'm not sure he nailed the character of Alfred, or at yeah. least in this movie, or the way he, the character was written in this film, I'm not 100% sure I was, like, totally behind it, because we don't see that much of him. He's in, what, maybe four or five scenes max, yeah. and not much
1: just about all the scenes that he's in he's only there to give Bruce information
0: and Bruce is a whiny bitch and he's always like (laughs) reluctant to listen to him yeah but
1: yeah like Alfred's the one who understands the Riddler ciphers and he's the one who has the information concerning uh, uh, Maroney and Mm -hmm. Thomas Wayne so I feel like Alfred was more or less just there to be a mouthpiece it's a mm-hmm. shame that batman wasn't able to figure out the ciphers on his own
0: yeah i uh, would agree well i'm okay that he helps but yeah he does most he has, like, of the all, work himself He does most of the heavy lifting yeah um and also like the way he calls him bruce and not my Ma- master wayne master yeah. bruce or i don't know he he's like treating him like a kid and I'm just well, no, I'm not sure that's how Alfred will react. And you have like he has scars on his face; um, he he looks like more of a businessman who's like more occupied with his business than helping Bruce. And I'm just I'm not sure that's how Alfred would be. But yeah, I think like I the bummer
1: vibes as well.
0: Yeah, I didn't see the butler vibes were nowhere to be seen. Yeah. He's like more of a apart from something like the
1: like, cufflinks,
0: yeah, more of the cufflinks, but like more somebody like I don't know, like a businessman taking care of him or a father figure taking care of him, but nothing about servitude or like, oh no, I'm I'm at your service. No, no, he's like, yeah. no, you're you're a kid, I'm dealing with you because you're a pain in the ass. Yeah. And I guess coming and, off
1: of both Jeremy Irons and Michael Caine. It's a... It's a lot to compare. You yeah. know, I think Jeremy Irons was really solid as...
0: He was solid. I guy. liked him yeah. as Alfred. He Especially was good. in yeah.
1: Zack Snyder's Justice League, where you get a lot more of him. It was like, ah, oh, nice. Like Jeremy Irons, great Alfred. Uh, Michael Caine, the yeah. Alfred.
0: <laughs> the Alfred. Yeah, the well, Alfred. Still I still have a soft, soft spot for Michael Gough, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, like, yeah, God rest his soul, but... Yeah, um, I would agree with you. I think that he, we'll see. I think I'm more. I'm expecting what's coming next because if they're doing a trilogy, I'm like, okay, try us. Try making us to believe like the journey of Alfred, how he actually becomes the real Alfred that we're accustomed to. Because at this point, and maybe it's the same for Bruce Wayne. He's like he's not supposed to be. He's not where he's supposed to be. He's at an earlier stage in his in his journey and after three films we're like okay now he's he's a, the Alfred we'd know so maybe it's that as well is that because we're an earlier part of the Batman legacy or the Batman timeline he's not exactly what he is what he's supposed to be so I, I can be at peace with that but I wasn't a big fan of his Alfred he, yeah. he's not a bad actor I like Andy Circus uh, I mean he's freaking Gollum, <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> but, Gollum. Uh, uh, he was great
1: in Black Panther like Andy Circus is usually quite good he's great he's really good
0: yeah, yeah but so. no n- not not my favorite character and uh, maybe I'll to jump in something way bigger but I'll I'll talk a little bit about Paul Dano here um, as the Riddler um, I'm not sure they use them well or they use his talent well because even though physically, I think he was a great Riddler physically, the way he acted, I'm like... But When uh, he was
1: started to drag out the the words, when you go like... Oh. When he was in jail, <laughs> when he was
0: captured, I was like, I'm not sure that's the Riddler. You, he was trying too hard to play some sort of Joker, and I'm like, I'm not sure that's... Well, I'm not even sure that's Ed- Edward Nigma's name they use in the film, but... I, I I you know what funny thing is I prefer Paul Dano as the Riddler under the mask that when he removes the mask and he's captured and he's the real Riddler, so, but so uh, it's funny thing because he's the main antagonist of the movie per se, uh, but I was not a huge fan of everything that he did as the Riddler. Nah. He he ah. had some powerful scenes, the killing scenes and like the way he's talking his praise amazing stuff but when he actually talks I'm like I'm not sure this is really the Riddler I was expecting but that's just yeah, it's a different
1: interpretation of the Riddler that's for sure as opposed to an intellectual character like we've seen presented in the past this is more of someone who is I'm trying to think of a nicer way to say it but someone who is mentally ill we'll go there Yeah. someone who has suffered and he he alludes to this he's a genius but he doesn't have the physical strength and I think he has suffered quite a bit mentally and his his health has degraded to the point where he did need help and that's the version of Riddler we got someone who is sick
0: Mm.
1: but someone who needed Uh, help essentially but the, the help was never given to that person and they spiraled out of control so some of his dialogue scenes did come off as maybe too strong for me but I do think it fit the vision of this version of Riddler that said I'm still not sure I liked it
0: yeah I would say the same thing yeah. It's it's not a bad performance. It's a good performance. But maybe I thought it was like Paul Dano playing Paul Dano because we were used to seeing him play that's like those psychotic characters. Yeah, prisoners. I'm thinking of prisoners. Uh what else? Even I think uh, there will be blood. Yeah. Similar kind of character. He plays a lot of psychos this guy. Yeah. So, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> I like I
1: said I don't dislike it but I didn't love it either I liked it a lot better when he was masked as you said I think he was a lot more menacing when he was a masked faceless entity removed thanks to screens and social media Uh, but when he came out in person and not that he was less menacing there's actually something quite more menacing by putting a face to it yeah. But sometimes I think he got lost in the performance.
0: I would say so as well. And maybe I have a stupid question for you, but that's maybe one of the things of the movie I didn't understand, because sometimes it's complex, but he did wanted to be, he did want to be captured, right? He, I think so. But he was he, expecting to be
1: captured. Yeah, 100 uh, percent, I would say he wanted to be captured, but the impression I got was that he wanted to bring Batman down with him. And that okay. that didn't quite go as planned, and he kind of put Batman on this pedestal, like I'm gonna put Batman up, and then I'm gonna like bring him back down, and then he was all like, "Oh, you're not really quite as smart as I thought you were." Like, huh, Like maybe I haven't like decon achieved my plan quite to the the letter as I I thought. I had the impression that maybe he wanted to get Batman into, into Arkham with him.
0: Yeah. yeah. Because the way he was caught, I was like, oh, it's too easy. He And he never really s- says that it was part of his plan to be captured, so I'm, I was a little lost. I'm like, okay, so he wanted it too, but... yeah, Because everything, at the end of the day, you're, you're watching the whole film, and I'm, I can't find one thing that actually goes against Riddler's plan. Everything... Is actually going his way Even the ending I'm like okay Everything is according to his plan So he didn't lose And you see him angry at the end um, <laughs> When he has that Like with Discussion with the other cellmate That we can also discuss But um, he, he didn't seem to be losing Like for the whole thing yeah. I don't even recall that he lost Like maybe okay the mayor was supposed to die She doesn't she's get she gets wounded instead but apart yeah. from that I'm like no he he won that's exactly what he wanted so yeah, except for
1: know. not killing bruce wayne that was the only thing I, he didn't do
0: yes because yeah. he was expecting him to die in the tower yeah, yeah exactly he got
1: out. alfred yeah. instead and then everything was directed to the batman to the batman the movie again I I need to watch again there's so much information that's presented but yeah. Does Riddler know that Batman is Bruce Wayne? Because he kept going like
0: Bruce Wayne. But my impression was that he knew. That was my
1: impression too, but then why target Bruce Wayne separately from the Batman?
0: Good question. Yeah. Yeah. I need so to watch it again. But you need to watch it again he uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure he did know uh but that makes a that makes an issue for the the rest of the trilogy because you have an inmate that might be set loose who actually knows who Batman is so yeah. but again i think that he's more like okay i'm going to keep this a secret because this is to my advantage to not tell that he's Batman but yeah that i think he knows that yeah. that's my impression but yeah um before well, we jump to the negatives well, oh sorry go ahead i was going to say cuz we
1: mentioned sequels uh, very quickly, do you have like a wish list for villains in the
0: second one? <laughs> okay, we can. Jump you can't say Joker. <laughs> no, but that's you know what that's gonna be in my not to do list or yeah. the thing that would disappointed. No more Joker. No more Joker. And the cellmates, for sure. I know the actor. I forgot his name. Uh, he Barry plays Keegan. in Eternals. Yes, that guy. He know okay, so they hinted at that the cellmate of the Riddler was the Joker he was yeah, speaking to him and he was laughing. Him, like, a and I was like, no, no. <laughs> I was like, I we're done. Uh, yeah, I'm not not a Joker joke again. Lately. You have so many other people to choose from. Forget Joker for this trilogy. It's useless. So I really, really hope, fingers crossed, they're not gonna use Joker for the other two films. But uh wish list. Okay. Um let's see for the other two films well i i want that journey of bruce wayne to see that he actually understand that he can play a part as bruce wayne not just as batman so i want that maturity to like him right now as in like an emo (laughs) recluse to become christian bale in three Mm -hmm. in two films like with like three chicks next to him and like going in helicopters and buying hotels yeah Yeah. exactly (laughs) i want that Um, But in terms of villains, um, it depends if they want to do the supernatural or they want to keep it grounded. Um, Let's assume
1: they keep it grounded.
0: If I assume they keep it grounded, I would be really curious to see like a Hugo Strange kind of character. I would like that for sure. I would like... I'm trying to think of something we haven't seen before. Maybe like a Zaz, you know? Like a really demented guy, a killer who's like without pity. I would like to see this. We've seen like brief, like portions of him in in the Dark Knight trilogy. Um, Who else we haven't seen? Gosh, it's a hard one. Who we haven't seen that's a really big antagonist? Um, I would go with something dark. Like who are the dark villains of Batman, the Batman universe well, we haven't seen before.
1: That's who I hope for the second one. Hush. Hush? Hush. From the comics. From the yeah. comic Hush. I would very much like to see Hush be brought to the, the big screen. We've never seen Hush in video game or live action. So it would be very fresh. And mm. I think there's a lot of potential because he has a bit more of a grounded character he uses guns yeah um, I think maybe uh, fits the narrative quite well he's got like the long trench coat the bandages all over the face he's got like the double pistols in his hands mm. uh, he's Deadshot he, he, Deadshot
0: he, would be great they'd use it in the su- Suicide Squad but do like an, another maybe I don't know if Will Smith would be down for the role again but a Deadshot I would see a Deadshot in this trilogy um, dude what? Uh, maybe you know what we've seen him a few times but they can maybe do like a proper version of him because I have the impression they haven't done a proper version of him but save it f- save him for last but I would do Harvey Dent again but mm. like properly because I didn't dislike Aaron Eckhart's uh, version of him but I still think they can do a little bit better uh, that can really nail him out, and he's still a pretty pretty significant villain. I would keep him for last, but do Harvey Dent, Harvey Two Face, one okay. last time. But I, I mentioned that
1: Hush wasn't in video games. Let me retract that. He was an Arkham Knight.
0: <laughs> he was okay. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, but on Arkham Knight, I think that iteration of Scarecrow could be pretty cool with, like, the hood and everything. True,
0: yeah, they can do Scarecrow again, um, but they, they, they pretty nailed him in the Dark Knight yeah, so trilogy. Like, so, I think it'd be yeah. cool,
1: but it there's not too much flexibility with Scarecrow. So mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty adamant I would really like Hush, but as a, a closer for Part 3, uh, I'm sure we'll have some connection to, the Joker. We, we don't bring him up not to bring him up, but it'd be interesting to see if maybe Joker has some sort of connection to the court of owls
0: mm. and that would be that we like see the in the Gotham Knights video game that's yeah, coming yeah if there's yeah.
1: like this group that just sort of like goes for the city mm-hmm. and then in that chaos Joker just sort of like embraces that chaos that as it's happening and it sort of becomes like his his cesspool yeah yeah, they so. should do
0: Robin again. I'm. I hope they're gonna do it. And but cool if they properly again. Like, a, against, like Nightwing yeah. or something. Or Nightwing. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I uh, I think Robin. I don't know if Robin would fit the visual style.
0: Well, they can still make can, it work. Yeah, but I mean, like oh. you
1: got you got Nightwing too, and Nightwing doesn't get enough love, in my opinion.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it's true. You're right. Sorry, <laughs> yeah, for <laughs> some reason. <laughs> but um, okay, if we want to talk about because it's been an hour and seven minutes already, so we've already. been talking about it so much. But nitpicking the few things you didn't like that much about the Batman, or maybe were not as perfected as you wished. Uh, I know that they're small in numbers. Same for me. But if you had a few things you didn't, would well, change. With apart the film. from
1: Alfred, I would probably shave. 15 to 20 minutes off of the movie as well. You said half an hour? For me, probably half an hour. F- yeah, for me, 15 to 20 minutes I would probably trim out of there. Um, it, it, it's a long movie, th- three hours with the credits, so when you, you get towards that end, you are starting to, to shift a little bit on your seat, uh, and there are moments that I think you could have just trimmed. Like, the last scene of the movie is, what, two minutes of them just driving the motorcycle? Like, yeah. The things that are, you can trim it down, you don't have to lose all of it, you can just Trim these moments down that are longer and just shave a little bit off of them for the sake of consistency in the runtime. Um, the ending, I didn't hate the ending or anything like that, but I did find that Riddler's plan did feel a little out of place in this movie that was f- more neo noir thriller. I felt like the ending was like, well, we need to have an action scene at the end. And there's mm-hmm. plenty of action in the movie, but it felt like like larger scale action. Yeah. Not, I mean, there's no Skybeams or CGI armies or anything like that, but it did feel more like studio mandated. Yeah. Yeah. So again, nitpicks.
0: Yeah. I would go nitpicking as well, saying that I would have cut the final 30 minutes of the film. After Riddler's captured, I would have ended it there. My maybe says the same thing, or maybe just yeah, maybe, okay, do the flooding, but save the flooding for the other film, how the city actually handled and Batman handled the flooding, and how it changed perception about him, maybe show a few things in the next film, but I would say, cut, cut, cut that, just keep the detective story and remain er, like remove the the heroic them. The heroic. Well, sorry. What's the word in, in English? Heroic. The heroics. Thank you. <laughs> heroics. <laughs> for the, uh, the heroics uh, of the end portion, just for another film. Yeah. I would I have cut it. this because it's too long as is. But I don't. It's not. It's it's okay. But it's not. I think it's not as grand as the rest of the film. So I would, yeah. I would have cut that portion. Um, the Joker reference, complete deleted. Not useful. And I don't want another. Even if I do like the actor, no, we don't need another Joker. Yeah. Cut it. We don't need it. We've had.
1: Um, uh, Joaquin uh, Phoenix, Jared Leto, and Heath Ledger since 2008, along with yeah. Mark Hamill and. Uh, the guy who voices him in Batman Origins. Uh, Joel, I Joel the name. from The Walking Dead. Uh, not Joel from The Walking Dead. Joel from uh, The Last of Us.
0: Yeah. So yeah. I, w- I would cut him completely. You don't need Joker. Find another villain. Uh, we've been over this. Yeah. So this I would cut. Um, I would say I didn't. I wasn't a big fan of Robert Pattinson's costume. To be honest, I didn't like the costume, the Batman costume in this. But I did I like think. him as Batman and Bruce Wayne. But I don't know. It felt something a little. Something felt a little wrong. But. It's not it's nitpicking. It's not it's not huge. I mean I, I still believe that he was Batman. Um, and also okay, I fair, didn't buy uh, this sorry. Oh, so
1: I like this costume better than the Batman costume in the final act of Zack Snyder's Justice League.
0: Oh, okay, yeah, I would yeah. agree with that. <laughs> I didn't
1: like the goggles.
0: <laughs> yeah, the goggles, maybe not. But uh, yeah, yeah. yeah I, uh, the, the costume is fine, at least. But I know that he's younger. He doesn't have all the equipment. He's he's starting, so yeah, there's I'll, no I'll try Lucious to get it. it. Exactly. Um, and finally, I would say, I didn't buy the scene where, after the explosion in the church, where the DA gets blown off, he's in conscience for a few minutes and he gets brought back to the station the police station his mask is still on i was like no that's not no 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 like the first thing they would have done is rip that the first thing they would have done while picking him up was remove the mask i was like no that's that doesn't work i'm sorry uh they they all hate his guts like they want to see who's under the mask that the police don't care about him they would have removed that
1: jim was next to him the whole time
0: I guess, That's but just, still, I mean, he's it, just one guy. Yeah. yeah, he's just one guy. Uh, so I'm sure, I'm sure they would have removed the mask. So that that scene, I was like, no, it's implausible. It doesn't work. Uh, I had issues with that scene, but the rest, I mean, I I did like. But I think I would change how they did it. But apart from that, I mean, the rest is pretty solid, man. Uh, solid cast and crew, solid cinematography, solid story. Great soundtrack, um, great director. Great soundtrack, we're, we're great directing. A
1: little bit, like, if you haven't seen the Batman, go and see the Batman. Go yeah. now. Stop listening yeah. to us.
0: <laughs> don't drink Don't drink before, though. <laughs> don't drink
1: before. You can drink afterwards,
0: but don't <laughs> try. Afterwards. Exactly. Uh, no, great film. But I think I'm really more curious about what they're going to do next. Next, Because I think that it was a great first effort. It's a solid Batman film. But I think it, it has the potential to be even better. Yeah. And I think that's going to come after this film. So, maybe similar to what Batman Begins uh, was when it first started in 2005. I think it's pretty similar in terms of feeling, dark film. Um so yeah, no, it's it's great. Uh, I think Matt Reeves nailed what Batman yeah, is supposed he to be. He understood Batman. He understood Batman. Yeah. And that shows. Uh I know that some fans are like, "No, it's not this," but I still I liked it. I think yeah. it's good. I think um, it captured the
1: spirit of the character, the spirit of the comics, spirit of the city, the tone, while well, well, also experimenting with the genre. This isn't a I think superhero movie. This is a neo noir thriller.
0: Oh, yeah. 100%. You, not have, you don't have enough action to call this a superhero, superhero film. But I would s- compare this to Dune Part 1 that we've seen last year, man. I think that this is like... A half a project I think that mm-hmm. it's supposed and it's supposed to be so they're just like he's getting started he's not the Batman you're accustomed to it's not the Bruce Wayne you're accustomed to there's a few things that are going to change because we wanted to show the first stages of yeah. his journey yeah, so where he was a kid
1: nice evolution
0: yeah when he was yeah. a kid and he was not as the adult you actually know him to be he he makes mistakes he's not as right he fails um, he has arguments with Alfred all the time. he doesn't listen to what he 's supposed to do he's He's just depressed. he wants vengeance yeah. and that's it that's the only thing he wants so that's true that solely that, yeah. that makes sense so it 's a first part of a bigger story
1: yeah so here's hoping that with part two and part three that they can deliver satisfying character growth while giving us exciting villains and more detective work.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, more than what we already had, but yes, yeah. where he actually solves the puzzle, yes. <laughs> not just, <laughs> not just like rely on Alfred and yeah, the the, I found I I need to rewatch it, but I, I found the riddles not to be that complicated, or well, I, I don't know,
1: nah, I like the I like the first riddle the most.
0: Yeah, exactly. What does so what does the liar do when he's dead? He lies, lies still. still.
1: <laughs> that was good,
0: yeah, yeah, but because I think that most of his riddles are like commonly known, so people actually know the answer because they've heard them before. Um, but yeah, same thing for justice like, what's blind and something else? No, I'm just like, just like, people like have been saying this for a while, we know that it's justice. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah was, great movie, great movie, yeah, glad you liked it as well, yeah. man. Same for you.
1: So we've right. been talking for one yeah. sixteen, probably. Uh, our poor listeners are probably like, "Okay, wrap it up already." <laughs> wrap it up, guys!
0: Please, I can't take it no more. No <laughs> wrap more it up! Batman.
1: I'm vengeance. I need to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, man, it was uh, great. Uh, we'll see. We have. We'll have guests next time you hear us. Yeah. Uh, we're going. We're. We don't. We won't reveal too much, but uh, yeah, we're we're doing a partnership with another. Uh, yeah, we'll have another, another podcast, podcast. Yeah. with other guys interested in what we do and uh it's going to be a much bigger show than what you usually used to um so keep a keep an eye out for this in the next couple of days
1: well no, no, we'll have we'll be recording this next weekend so probably okay like so two, weeks sorry two weeks yeah <laughs> a week and a half i'll meet week a week you half to two weeks yeah <laughs> there we go well yeah. fred as
0: always a pleasure As always, a pleasure, man. So uh, take care. Keep drinking. Have a good weekend. And uh, yeah, we'll talk about uh, bigger stuff when we come back.
1: Sounds like a plan.
0: As always, cheers. Bye-bye.